Hello, everyone, and welcome to Youth Positively Speaking's new mini-series, where we'll be discussing the many different topics surrounding parenting and the LGBTQ plus community. My name is Paige Ewing, and I work at Prevention Resources as the Multimedia Specialist for Positive Youth. Prevention Resources is a nonprofit located in New Jersey that is dedicated to promoting health and wellness of individuals, families, and community through education, collaboration, advocacy, and treatment. Today, I have with me Leslie Gable, the co-CEO of Prevention Resources, and Aaron Cohen, Prevention Resources Prevention Director. And then to add to our conversation today, we have our expert, Dr. Dennis Flores, whose research is focused on focused on articulating the family's role as a proximal sexuality and mental health resource for adolescents who identify as LGBTQ+. So today, to begin our series, we're going to be talking about what to say when your child comes out. Before we actually get even further into this, could you tell us a little bit about yourself in the area of this topic? Um, I know uh, Aaron and I uh, were um, so happy to speak with you and um, really wanted to talk more about this topic and why it's so important, but uh, maybe for our audience, tell us a little bit more about yourself and around this, this area, of course. Sure thing, Leslie. Um, so I'm Dennis Flores. I am an assistant professor here at the School of Nursing uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, and my work uh, ever since I became a nurse has been focused on LGBTQ health. I initially was at the bedside uh, about a decade and a half ago uh, doing HIV care in the front lines. And since then, gradually through the years, I've swung into the prevention side on the public health side of things. Um, in the last few years, my research here at Penn Nursing has been focused on figuring out ways that we can partner with parents in addressing the sexual health of their LGBTQ adolescents. Because majority of resources in society are geared or targeted for heterosexual adolescents and those who are cisgender, we're trying to come up with resources to assist those parents whose young people um, so happen to be LGBTQ. And so that's the engagement we've had in the last seven years here at Penn Nursing. So Dr. Flores, can you tell us a little bit about that coming out process and what that can look like for our youth? Um, coming out, while it may sound like a very simple uh, milestone, is actually fraught with a lot of issues. And typically for the young person, this is an occasion that they've been mulling about for a while. Uh, and so for a lot of parents, they might be caught off guard with this new disclosure, with this information being shared with them. But know that it comes after much deliberation on the part of their young person. Um, and so keep that in the back of your mind uh, you know, as you're processing this new information, that typically it's not uh, something that just emerged out of nowhere. And with us, with working in drug and alcohol prevention, we know that LGBTQ youth are at a higher risk, not because of how they identify, but with what happens with rejection and what happens with families. So that is the lens that we look at with prevention. So we're really excited to be able to kind of talk to you about what we can help parents say and do when their children come out. So just as a quick, short side story about it, my stepson, who I like to call my first son, came out to me when he was 18 years old. We were in the car. So I always talk to parents about being in the car is a great place to have conversations because you're not looking at each other in each other's eyes. So it may be easier for your youth to talk to you, right? So 
he came out and told me when he was 18 and I said, okay. And he goes, is that okay? And I said, we, and we had already suspected it. And so I kind of was just calming him and telling him we expected it. Uh, we thought so. And, you know, he's, is dad, does dad know? And really concerned. So when you're talking about they're deliberating about it in their minds for a long time, he thought about it for a long time. He said he knew when he was 13 years old. So you're talking five years that he held that inside. So what can parents do? Sometimes they may not have a great reaction or what, what should they say when they come out? Yeah. Uh, first off, Aaron, thank you for sharing with us this anecdote, because here you have a, a great example of uh, adults having an awareness of sorts prior to the young person actually confirming something or figuring right. it out for themselves. Right. Um, and so with this young person's comment or question to you, of, is that OK? What you're really communicating here is nothing has changed. Uh, and that is the main concern that LGBTQ adolescents have is they have this immobilizing fear that once they share this piece of information, the end uh, is upon them and that things, you know, uh, will wreak havoc. This disclosure will wreak havoc and they're suddenly on their own. And it's unfortunate that we have young people saddled with this pressure of not being able to share a very important part of themselves to the people they trust the most. And so once, if you do find yourself on the receiving end of this information, one of the things I always say is to acknowledge the sharing of that information. A simple thank you for trusting me with this or a simple acknowledgement that, wow, that was a very courageous thing that you did. Thank you so much. Uh, and expressing pride in your young person to have the guts, to have the courage, despite the horrific scenarios that they've heard about, for them to actually step up and say, hey, this is one one other dimension of who I am. So the first thing is a thank you, a mere acknowledgement actually goes a long way. Um, of course, there are other things that you can, um, you know, you can communicate to your young person. For, for some parents that we've talked to through the years, they want to just normalize it and say, oh, yeah, sure, cool beans. Like not to minimize uh, the process, but to really just say, oh, this is just part of you knowing more about yourself and us getting to know you as our young person. So not making a big fuss about it uh, and just treating it as, as any regular evolving um, uh, circumstance about the young person. Um, of course, those are the, um, shall we say, positive reactions uh, majority of parents, though, even if they suspect something, uh, you know, feel like they're not prepared with this piece of information. And I think also acknowledging that is very important. So, you know, if somebody does share with you after much trepidation that they are indeed LGBTQ, you can say you can own up to it and say, you know, I've never done this before. And I'd like to be better at it. But mm -hmm. actually saying that up front, will also communicate to them that the worst case scenario that they were afraid of is actually not to be borne out. But what, what's happening is you expressing that I would like to be better at it. So those are just a couple of the approaches, the couple of reactions that parents can have to this very momentous occasion. So what happens if a parent, because we all know as parents, we make mistakes all the time, right? So what happens as a parent if you hear this 
and you have a reaction that's not necessarily a positive reaction, what can you do then to repair or move forward or go beyond? Yeah, that's a very excellent question, Erin. And you know what? I'd like to think that parents nowadays um, have more mindfulness in terms of this notion of a hierarchy about a parent being up here and their child, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, inferior to them. And so expressing apology, expressing that you're sorry about a previously negative reaction to coming out is is a way to salvage that relationship. Uh, You know, as you said, parents make mistakes and that's perfectly fine. That's understandable. But once you've come to the point where you realize, oh my gosh, that that wasn't one of my best moments. Uh, The moment you figure that out, you know, revisit that horrible conversation and say, hey, listen, you know about that time a month ago, two weeks ago or whenever, I wish I could take it back. Um, or yikes, I'm so sorry, that that wasn't really good. And I've learned more. Um, And what I want you to understand is this, and then say your piece, say that you're committed to learning more, or that you've totally changed your mind, or, you know, uh, acknowledge the things, the ways uh, that you inadvertently, or even, you know, (laughs) consciously, uh, were not affirming at that moment, it's perfectly okay. And that's very meaningful. So, Dr. Flores, let me ask you, should a parent, if a parent suspects um, or believes that their child uh, may be in the LGBTQ plus community, should they approach their child and ask? Uh, That's a great question, Leslie. And depending on... (laughs) <laughs> Depending on who you ask, I think you might get variations uh, in, in the response. Um, I actually would tend to err on providing space for the young person to come to terms on their own and then share the information when they're ready for it. Uh, not to say that you can't do anything prior to this disclosure. Um, and so if, if you suspect something or if you just want to be an inclusive parent, regardless of how they actually identify, there are messages, there are subtle key messages that you can uh, lay the groundwork for the eventual coming out or, you know, just being inclusive in your home. So, for example, if you're all watching TV, that is, if you're still watching TV as one unit and not everybody has their piece of screen in front of them, you know, if you watch something that's affirming, even a commercial that's heartwarming, you can say, oh, that's so sweet. Look at those two couples right there, that couple right there, if it happens to be a same-sex couple. Um, Or if you see something negative in the news, for example, like like bullying or any kinds of violence uh, geared towards LGBTQ folks. You can state that that is unacceptable behavior, that this is not something that should be happening. So there are so many cues that you can provide prior to a young person coming out, which will communicate to them that you are a safe, affirming person and that they shouldn't be worried about them getting kicked out of the house for for sharing something so fundamental about themselves. I think that's so key when you're talking about seeing things and when they see what you're reaction is to that, then they're going to gauge how you may react to them if they're coming out. One last thing before we end this conversation, what do you say to parents? Because I sometimes hear parents say, well, that's a phase. This is a phase and they're going to grow out of this. I have an opinion myself where I just think, you know, what if it is a phase? 
I'm someone who just wants to positively affirm whatever it is that they're saying, because I know that sometimes kids, if it's a negative reaction, that suicide rates are higher, that the drug use could happen. So I, I say, okay, that's great. And then if it ends up being a phase, then you just go from there. What do you say for parents that say, that want to say, oh, this is a phase? Yeah, well, you know what a, what a phase is? Adolescence is experimentation unto itself. This is exactly the period when young people are figuring out things for themselves. So whether it be through trial and error or actually evolving into who they are, we can expect this to be a tumultuous period. So if indeed it might be a phase, sure. But wouldn't you want to be that parent who provides a safety net just in case, just so that you cover all your bases? Right. And there are a lot of harmful trauma inflicted on young people at early ages. And that's more difficult to recover from rather than just being uh, mindful about covering your bases. So I think between putting in these early messages that you are an accepting person, that you're a safe person to come out to or to, you know, uh, a safe parent, you can also. Um, not make assumptions about a young person. So regardless of whether somebody is going to turn out to be LGBTQ plus or straight, um, you can just say your future partner and not a future girlfriend or a future boyfriend, you know, removing binaries where there doesn't need to be binaries or assumptions. These are ways that uh, you can ensure that the young person survives adolescence uh, and is as intact as possible. And I think most parents are concerned about that. Well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Flores, for coming on and starting off our mini series. For our audience, we, of course, want to thank Penn, Med Penn Nursing and Parents Assist for partnering on this series with us. And for those of you listening, for more information about LGBTQ plus resources within our community, we encourage you to visit our website, njprevent.com. And we want to thank you for listening in. We'll see you next time for more Youth Positively Speaking.